0: Hello, and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse and a certified labor doula. This podcast is created to inform and empower every woman on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me here every Monday at 9 a.m. as we dive into all things prenatal, birth, postpartum, and so much more. So let's jump in today's episode. This week's episode is part two of Bethany's birth story. So if you guys have not listened to part one, go back. It should be the last episode on the podcast. That way we can fill you guys in up into this point. And now let's jump into Bethany's birth story and postpartum.
1: Before I get into my birth story, I also want to mention your podcast too. Um, So I started listening to your podcast. I was probably 30, 30, 32 weeks, somewhere around there. Um, and you know, found your podcast on Spotify, and um, I was just you know, obviously so intrigued by like listening to everyone's stories, and was trying, you know, trying to find ones that I was like, you know, uh, were going to encourage me toward um, you know, natural birth and stuff like that, but ended up listening to like pretty much all of the recent episodes at that point, um, including ones you know emergency c-sections and inductions and all this stuff and I was like you know what I don't want to be like scared of those things um you know I know that um part of me you know not being afraid of those things happening is like listening to them or being informed about them and just because I feel like you hear those things from everyone about like these you know of course you always hear these horror stories about um people's you know birth experience And I was like, I don't need any of that. I don't need any of that. But um, yeah, I found myself listening to, you know, uh, podcasts or episodes that um, of experiences that, hey, I don't want this thing, but I want to know how someone's experience was through it. Like, I want to hear that because I don't think someone would go on the horror, uh, on the podcast to share their horror story. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, or at least the way that they would share it wouldn't be as a horror story. Right. And so, um, yeah, there was this one um, episode where this girl had, she had like, it was one of the like three-day induction episodes. And um, I just remember her saying something along the lines of like, um, her still like coming out of it, like viewing it as a positive experience. And I was like, that's all I needed to know. You know what I mean? Like, like the fact that, Hey, you can go through all these different things and really have like, not an easy labor, not an easy delivery, but still view it in a positive way. And, um, you know, behind that is just being kind of in charge of your decisions and being able to feel like you were in the driver's seat of this um experience for yourself and so that was super important for me um, you know and i wouldn't have had that had i not been listening to the podcast so i want to say thank you for having you know all these different um women on your podcast and them sharing their stories because it helped someone like me a first-time mom um never experienced any of these things before and really was so unfamiliar with the whole you know labor and birthing process that you know just kind of hearing those things from a broad spectrum of you know experiences was so helpful so i'm very thankful for that
0: well Thank you to everybody who is willing to come share their story because I definitely couldn't do it, um, you know, without so many women who are willing. And I know, you know, sometimes it is a little bit traumatic for somebody to unpack their birth, but honestly, it's kind of like you said, at the end of the day, I think everybody who comes on the podcast, um, you know, is it almost feels like healing to share that story, mm-hmm. to reprocess all of it, to really say yeah. it out loud. I feel like so many women leave and they're like, wow, it felt really good to almost come to terms with it and accept it and be able to spin it in mm-hmm. a positive way. because um, almost always by the end, you know, they're able to appreciate what happened and like, you know, mm-hmm. still be thankful for it. Um, and it's honestly one of the best ways for anybody to learn. I tell all my clients this, like you can take As many birth courses as you want. But honestly, like listening to birth stories can give you just as much information, if not even more, because you're going to learn about so many different things. I mean, birth can happen 10,000 different ways. So, as Mm -hmm. many birth courses as you take, they're never going to be able to teach Mm -hmm. you all that. But listening to stories and hearing these things actually unfold to other women um, can teach you about so many things. So, um, you know, it's just such a great way to have education and, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, learn about things. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. You can plan this beautiful unmedicated medicated birth mm-hmm. and you might end up with a three-day induction that ends in a C-section. Um, mm-hmm. and if you educate yourself and listen to stories about that, you know, you're going to feel so much right. more prepared and empowered to go through that.
1: Right. Exactly. Like, I feel like if I hadn't, you know, learned of all these different things that, you know, could happen. And I understand Uh, You know, some people who have really high anxiety may not want to do that or whatever. You have to do what's best for yourself. But I felt like, you know, I want to know about these possibilities because then if I run into them, I'm not completely blindsided and then traumatized by it. Um, So that was, you know, my goal ultimately, like, of course, yes, I wanted an unmedicated birth, but ultimately my goal was to walk away from our experience without birth trauma. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. And so much of that can be, you know, um, minimized by just feeling empowered and feeling educated. And, um, even if things don't go as, as you planned, you know, what's happening to you and you are making the informed decisions about what's happening to you. It's one of the most important things. Um, so let's get into your labor. How did you go into labor? How,
1: how did your labor go? Yeah. Uh, so my labor was long. Um, it kind of, uh, was it would start and then it would stop it would start kind of like some prodromal
0: labor that sounds like
1: yes exactly so you know it started at that prodromal labor of mine it started Friday night Um, so I was actually I was working at the restaurant I I was uh, on a serving shift everyone thought I was crazy because I'm due on Tuesday (laughs) and I'm working on Friday Um, but I was like I feel great why wouldn't I work Um, and so yeah. But while I was there, um, I was, you know, in the middle of my shift and felt like a couple of like, um, moments where, you know, I would get some cramping and they'll go away. And I was like, I'm definitely having a couple of the contractions, but I'm not going to tell anyone because everyone's going to be freaking out and I'm fine. So, um, that's just how I am. I'm a little stubborn, but it's, it's fine. I, I knew my body. I was like, I'll be okay. Um, so, yeah, and they only lasted for I don't know, an hour maybe. Um, and they weren't even close together. So, um, I got home that night and um Jonathan and I were um in the backyard with the dogs for a little bit and um I was just like, "Hey, just letting you know, I definitely had like several contractions tonight at work." And he was like, "All right. Great. So, any time now basically." And I was like, "Yeah. So we'll see how the next couple of days go. So Saturday, um, I had contractions throughout the day. They were pretty far apart and inconsistent, and at times would just not even. They would just fizzle out altogether, and then they would start again a little later, um, like in the afternoon, and then stop. And then, uh, it really wasn't until Sunday overnight that they got actually consistent. Um, so I woke up, I don't know, probably, it's probably like around three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock. And, um, I was just, you know, just kind of resting in bed and just kind of paying attention. But, um, you know, everyone says, don't time your contractions. Don't count your contractions. Of course I was timing them and and whatever, but, but, um, you know, in the future, I'm like, okay, I know I'm not even going to worry about my contractions until they're getting really intense. Um but yeah so anyway wake him up at like six o'clock in the morning i was like hey just let you know i've been having contractions for like several hours now and they're being pretty you know frantic like first time dad and not really like he's just like all right we gotta get you to the hospital at some point and whatever and i was like well let me call the midwife first um so i called her it's like six thirty, and i call her and um I was like, hey, so I've been having contractions. They're, you know, uh, they're pretty close together. They were like four-ish minutes apart. Um, and, you know, it had been happening for several hours at that point. And um, she was like, well, you sound rather joyful. So I don't, I don't know that you're actually in active labor right now, but if you want, you can come in. Um, And so I was like, okay, no problem. Like, and here's me thinking like, you know, I've been doing all this prep, like, you know, that, you know, it's all in your mind on like how you interpret everything. And like, I'm feeling, I've been having contractions for a while. I'm feeling good, but like, let's go, let's have this baby. And so I was like, all right, we'll take our time going to the hospital. Um, But uh, so we got there at like uh, eight o'clock ish and it's so funny because on our way or as we're leaving Jonathan's like hey is it okay if we stop at Dunkin Donuts I was like yeah I guess and thinking back I'm like if I was anywhere near like active labor I would have said heck no why are you even considering stopping at Dunkin Donuts but I was obviously in very early labor so I'm like yeah stop at Dunkin Donuts that's fine like I'd never been through this before, so I don't know what I'm experiencing or you know how far along I am, anything like that. But looking back, I laugh, because I'm like, absolutely not, if I was anywhere close to having this baby. Like, we're just going straight to the hospital. But um, yeah, so we get to the hospital around eight and you know they triage me and um, while I'm in triage, the midwife comes in and checks me and I was only a centimeter. And so I was like, okay, that's a little annoying because I was having contractions all day yesterday and all night, but whatever, it's fine. Like it is what it is. Like, I know that like you can go from zero centimeters to 10 in no time, or you can be stuck in like at, you know, a certain centimeter for hours. Um, And so I was just like, you know what? There's no point in me staying here. Um, I'm just going to go home and hang out there. And so I, I went home. Um, and I slept for a few hours, which was awesome. Um, my contractions they were like they were consistently happening in intervals. So they were kind of spread out a little bit and then we get a little closer and then they would spread out. And so it really wasn't until like the afternoon, I'd say probably like three o'clock in the afternoon that they started getting, stronger and more consistent and, um, at least closer together, they were probably like seven ish minutes apart for a while. And then they would get a little closer and closer. And so, um, but I was just hanging out at home. I, you know, was, uh, you know, moving around, I was in the living room, I was in the bedroom, I was in the kitchen, like just kind of doing my thing and, and, uh, uh, resting when I can and eating and just kind of trying to, ignore some of it and just get through it and uh so I got to a point where they were getting pretty strong and and I was like you know having to kind of like vocalize through them a little bit and I was like okay like I'm gonna stay kind of here like let let my body be here for I don't know at least like over an hour because I don't want to end up having the same thing happen that happened this morning. Like, I don't know how far along I am right now, but I don't want to go there and then only be like a few centimeters dilated. And then like, you know, still feel like I have so much left to do, like so much farther to go and, you know, possibly end up, you know, getting an epidural or anything like that. And So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to like hang out here for a bit before I like give them a call. And so, um, you know, I was on my birthing ball. I was, uh, like on my bed, just kind of resting, but like also getting up on my hands and knees when I was experiencing a contractions, like laying down, but also getting up and laying down. So just really trying to shift around and move a lot. But, um, I then called them at, it was like 6 30. I called her. Um and I was like, just letting you know, I've been here for like in this kind of state for a little over an hour. And um, you know, I, I think I'm ready to come in, <laughs> basically. Um and she was like, well, because this is your first baby and you want to do it unmedicated, I, I want you to stay home for another hour and take a, take a bath in Epsom salt, like see how things go. And I was like, okay. And we got off the phone and I cried because I was like, I just want to be in the hospital. Like I felt like the hospital meant like baby's coming. Like, that's what that means is going to the hospital, baby's here. And, um, so, you know, my husband ran to CVS and got, um, got some Epsom salt and Um, that, you know, CBS is right down the road and it felt like he was gone for like half an hour. I know that that wasn't the case, but it felt like he was gone for so long because it was probably just, I don't know. I'm in my head. I'm like focusing on these contractions or focusing on like getting through them and, you know, have no real sense of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he gets home, he draws me a bath and I'm in there for a bit and it really helped honestly. Like, um, just having that warm, like hydrotherapy for a bit and it didn't slow anything down. I was still having, you know, the contractions consistently through, through my bath and after. And, um, so it was around 8, 15 or so that I had called her back, uh, the midwife and said, Hey, just so you know, things have only progressed. Um, I'm going to come into the hospital. So we've already had most of our stuff packed up from that morning, which was nice. But um, we, yeah, got everything kind of re-packed in the car that we had taken out and whatever. And so before we, before we left, I remember telling Jonathan, I was like, if I'm not more than five centimeters, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I just really don't, I, yeah, this is a lot because I was just weary at that point. It was, um, it had been hours, you know, and yes, I had gotten some rest. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, but you know, just your body is doing so much. Yeah. And, um, so I wouldn't say like, I was, I wasn't like crying out in pain or anything like that, but it's so uncomfortable, um, that, yeah. And I was just like, Oh man, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. Um, but yeah, so we, take the car ride and I I knelt on my knees in the back seat against the against the windshield because I was like this is only what feels comfortable I don't want to sit down I don't want right. to do anything this is this is what I'm doing and um so that ride to the hospital sucked yep. um but you know that's it, how you know you're started. actually in
0: labor you're not yeah. going to Dunkin Donut you're on all right, fours exactly, in the back <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly um so yeah and it felt so long too I was like You know, I'm just like, can you drive any faster? (laughs) Like, just get there already. And of course, it's like, um, you know, you have to kind of like go through town to get to the hospital. There's, you know, all these stoplights and stuff like that that you have to go through. And I'm just like, uh, and my husband, I'm like, he's bless him, he's a truck driver, and so he's like very, he has to be um, more strict about you know following the rules of the road and things like that. And I'm just like, can you just not for for two seconds, can you just not follow the rules of the road? <laughs> like, can you just go? Like, I feel like sometimes, or he he like could have turned right on red. Well, technically, you're not supposed to. But I was like, can you just turn right on red? Can <laughs> we just get there? Um, and so, okay, so we're getting to the hospital. It's like right before nine o'clock that we um, get up to the birthing center. And uh, so he like wheels me up there and they... <laughs> of course. It's so funny. And I understand, like, they have to ask this. Um, but it's so funny that they, they're like, so why are you here? And I'm like, I'm having a baby. I know why they have to ask, but still, I'm just like, well, I'm in labor, so <laughs> like, let's get me checked in. Um, and so they brought me into the room uh, for triage, and for whatever reason, even though they triaged me that morning some of the information didn't save. And so they had to re-ask me questions. Um, And I was just like, all right, that's super annoying, but like, it is what it is. Um, So I'm like answering her questions between contractions, Jonathan's answering some of them, but um, I'm like, you know, dealing with that and having to answer questions, but I'm just like, whatever. And so she finally like gets me all, um, you know, triaged in and she checks me. and um I was eight centimeters and so I was like oh my god thank god I'm that far along that's amazing Um, and so yeah yeah and baby was super low I mean she was low even at my when I went there eight o'clock in the morning the midwife was like she's super low and um so I was like all right that's that's a good sign but yeah I was eight centimeters when I got there um and so that was like right around 9 9:30ish is when they finished triaging me and brought me to my room. And um so there I, I was there for like a few minutes my and my water broke at 9:37. So they brought me in at like 9:30, water broke at 9:37 and immediately like my body started like bearing down like right at, after my water broke and I was just like I I, uh, I don't know what's going on I'm like pushing basically like I didn't know what was and so my the nurse thank god for her I'm so thankful she was the one who was like overseeing kind of like kind of taking care of me in that um while I was laboring and she was like just breathing through like you know because I had to of course like fully that I was only eight centimeters when she brought me in and um and I was um my cervix wasn't um dilating evenly so there was one part that still needed to, to stretch more and um and uh so yeah anyway so she's kind of guiding me through and Jonathan's you know providing me this counter pressure that I really needed and just reminding me like hey like relax your face because of course you just get really tense up um in your face and your jaw and your in your eyebrows and so he's just like reminding me like hey you gotta like just relax just you know release that tension and, um, you know, just providing that like necessary support for me. Um, And so the two of them um, just kind of saying like, hey, you're doing a great job. You just gotta like breathe this through, just relax, just, you know, and um, providing that counter pressure was so, so important (laughs) for, you know, me to have a little bit of relief during those contractions sometimes. And um, so at some point, I don't even know when, um, but at some point I was assisted up onto the bed. Like I had this whole, like, oh, I prefer to like labor or like birth in the tub if that's possible and blah, blah, blah. But like at, at the time I was just like, whatever, I don't care. Like, just <laughs> let's get this baby out and yes. get this baby out. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I was assisted up onto the bed and just kind of like, I just went onto my hands and knees, like up at the top of the bed and, um, uh, they just you know, let me be there. And I'm so thankful. They're no, not even like redirect me. No, you have to go on your back. No, you have to do this. And I'm like, Nope, they just let me be. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, which really comes from, you know, that whole holistic midwifery yeah. kind of, um, uh, mentality. Um, and so, yeah, I was on, I mean, of course I'm in labor land at this yes. point. I don't know <laughs> any, any, I have no sense of time. If you ask me from the time that I got, you know, in the room to the time I had the baby, I would have said 20 minutes, but it was more like 40. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, you just kind of are in this whole other world. Um, but got onto the bed and they had everyone that like the team was starting to get in place. And you know, then they, um, they basically instructed me on like when I should start pushing and which is what I wanted. I felt like, um, you know, I think I feel more comfortable at least with my first baby, like to know, like, when I should especially yeah I don't know that's just how I felt I was like I kind of want them to say like hey okay yes like push um push through this or keep pushing I needed that um because I felt like um yeah just having never done this before I, I really want um some guidance and uh so the the midwife who was supposed to be um at my delivery I actually didn't even make it in time um so they had someone else standing in yeah um, to catch the baby, but I, um, they started instructing me to push and I probably, I think I pushed maybe four times. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So I think I pushed maybe four times and she was out. And um, so from the time my water broke to the time I had her was like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pushing for, I don't know, maybe, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes as a first time mom, I'm like, dude, that is crazy. And like, she actually ended up, uh, she was, uh, OP too. Oh, wow. It was Yeah. She was sunny side. Wow. And so it's like, yeah, yeah. I, and you know, I hadn't done a ton of like, um, like research into like, what does like when a baby is posterior, like, does that like, how does that affect your labor? How does that affect your delivery? Things like that. And looking at some of that stuff after the fact, um, I'm just like, holy crap. Like this was a miracle that like God gave me because, um, you know, so many times when it, like, at least what I was looking at, like Opie babies, you have a lot of times you're pushing way longer. Yes. It's a lot harder. You know, you need assisted deliveries with like yep. forceps or vacuums, or, you know, you you could tear really badly. And I had one first degree tear like just a little tear that she didn't even numb me for. Wow. She was just like, Hey, this, yeah. She was just like, I'm just going to give you a quick stitch. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, that was like literally just such a gift from God that um, Yeah that that was our experience so yeah um she was born and they you know after after she was I was just like on my hands and knees for a second they're like all right uh, Bethany Bethany pull up pull her up yeah. I like, okay I needed a second I needed a second so yes like, you know like okay that that just happened okay mm-hmm. this is done like um so yeah I, I pulled her up and put her on my chest and and um their policies at at that hospital are also a lot more um uh kind of holistic like they do delay the cord clamping just as like their protocol and um like skin to skin before anything else um you know they they're like we can weigh her and stuff after you know i mean like you don't have to do all those things right now like you know she needs to be with you so they let me uh uh have her for like two hours we were just skin to skin and yeah hanging out (laughs) and uh yeah, it was really incredible. So, so she was born at ten sixteen at night. Um, so obviously all day Sunday I was laboring. So it was very long and tiring, but like amazingly enough, um, you know, just had, um, the energy and I think it was, it was God given, honestly, yeah. it was that, uh, yeah, I could have gone through labor all day and her being in the position that she was, um, just having the delivery that I did. So yeah, it was That's really amazing. incredible. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That yeah, I mean
0: that is incredible, especially first baby OP, um, mm-hmm. with 20 minutes of pushing and a very tiny tear. Yeah. That truly is you know such a gift such a blessing yeah. that's amazing yeah that is and, and i know that amazing. moment you know afterwards where they're like okay like take your baby and you're like hold on because it's like <laughs> yeah. instantaneous relief and you were just in the most yeah. intense thing of your life yes. so after baby's yeah. out you're just like okay i just need a minute to like oh i i have my whole birth <laughs> yeah. on video and right as oh, after after Adeline comes out and she's on my chest and I just looked at everybody and I go, oh my God, it feels so good. And everybody just starts laughing because all I can focus on is the fact like, oh my God, it feels so good for like everything to just be gone. Like I wasn't yeah. even like, oh my God, my baby. I mean, I was, but it, my first thought was like, oh <laughs> yeah. my God, this feels amazing. Holy heck. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yep. I know. It is. It is. Uh, Yeah. Just that moment after birth. You're just like, I don't know. There's just this moment where you're just kind of out of it. And then you come back to, and, um, I mean, I feel like you're probably just still a little in labor land yes. at that point. You know what I mean? And then you're finally like coming back and yep. And then you get to enjoy your sweet baby. And, yes. you know, I'm so thankful that, you know, and everything like for APGAR was per, she was, her APGAR was like a nine
0: yeah, and like awesome.
1: everything was, yeah, everything was really like, I couldn't have asked for, um, much better, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. What a beautiful story. Yeah. How has, um, postpartum been?
1: Of postpartum, it's been an adjustment. I mean, I, I definitely it's been. I'm blessed in some ways because I haven't experienced any sort of like PPD or PPA and or anything like that. Um, but that's not to say it hasn't been hard. Like, of course, it's been hard. Um, I feel like our our postpartum journey, like, of course, it starts immediately. But I felt like um, ours kind of started off you know, even though I had like this beautiful, like picture-perfect delivery, um, like right after, maybe a few minutes after she was born, um, they came in or someone came in and was like, so Bethany, just letting you know, you tested positive for COVID. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) you've got to be getting to the room. And um, I... Yeah, I mean, it it was what it was. Um, I feel like that first day or so um, was all right. Um, I felt like, or the first like 12 hours, you know, um, were, were fine. Um, I feel like the nurse that I had on who was um, like in charge of, or like assigned to me in my delivery or whatever, whatever the term is that you guys had, um, she was a godsend um, and she was great. I felt like, and some of the other professional medical professionals there were awesome, but I also felt like some of them, like, and I, I don't know everyone, like what people's like lives are like outside or what their fears and anxieties are about COVID and things like that. But um, it just felt like some of the level of care was not great. Um, like didn't, and I understand like, because the, policy they had to like put on full like gowns double gloves now ma- double masks face shields all this stuff um and it takes forever to put that stuff on and um so you know being able to so felt like some of them like like didn't want to be in there with me didn't really like you know oh she's fine like she doesn't you know and I was like physically fine um but I'm like, I just had a baby. Like, I would, it would be awesome if I could, like, get water in a timely manner or, like, things like that. that um, or, like, help, like, if you could help me, sh- like, by showing me how to, like, swaddle my baby and, like, stuff like that that I'm, like, um, I don't know. It just felt like those things at times were, um, they didn't provide the level of care that I was hoping for which is really sad because I'm like, okay, I get that I, like, I get that I have COVID, but, or, and the, the thing is, is though, is the, one of the nurses was like, you know what, like, you could have, if you had it a couple months ago, it would, te- it would show up positive, you know what I mean? So it's like possible that I didn't even actively have it at that point. Right. And so, um, yeah, so it was just like super frustrating and we were isolated to the room. So like, he couldn't leave and come back, right. you know what I mean? Like, so he, Yeah, like, and there's like, I don't know, while we were there, there was like an issue with one of our dogs. And like, I think it was just like anxiety from like us leaving all of a sudden and whatever. And like, she probably like saw me kind of like out of it. And she's like, what's going on with mom? And like, you know, then all of a sudden we're gone and we're gone for a couple of days. And so, our, you know, one of our dogs, we ended up having to go to the the vet like on the day that we got home, Um, but he was considering leaving the night before. Um, to come home and just, you know, check on her and make sure she was good. But um, yeah, so it's like, okay, we're dealing with, like, having, like, this COVID issue, and, like, um, then we're having this issue with our dog on top of it, and, you know, she's doing great, but, like, I'm, like, kind of all over the place mentally. Like, your hormones, like, I was not prepared for how crazy your hormones get like after you give birth you know it's unreal I was like so much more emotional after like postpartum than I ever was in pregnancy like I'm a pretty emotional person Uh, I'm a crier I'm like you know I'm very sensitive in, in a lot of ways but like I've never been as emotional as I have been postpartum and at least those first few weeks, you know, until your hormones kind of like level out a bit more. Um but yeah so that, um that was kind of our hospital experience. And then like as we're leaving the hospital like there was her car seat there was a to like try to figure out how to get this twist out of the strap. And I'm like it wasn't like this when we left the house. So we're like in there in the room for like 30 minutes trying to get the strap right So I'm like we can't go home with a twist in the strap like I know like it's tempting to just be like you know whatever but like what if something happens like we can't no I'm not having that up we have to figure this out and so you know we're like freaking out trying to figure out this stupid strap on the car seat we finally get it done but um but I'm just like oh my god of course like all these different Things happening and this is just like a cherry on top is that there's a freaking twist in her car seat strap um, but yeah so anyway we get we get back and you know everything was fine um, but other than that as far as postpartum I would say a couple of things that have been uh you know the bigger like adjustments or things that I weren't expecting um was number one there is absolutely no sense of predictability or schedule that you can have uh with a newborn and i was not expecting that especially um like she has another part of our journey of course has been breastfeeding but um she is not the or was not the most efficient eater starting off and so um you know nursing would take forever and i would just like so i'm just like how can i do anything like, I feel like I'm nursing all the time. I feel like I'm just constantly, you know, and obviously I'm still getting comfortable with that. And so I don't feel like I can go anywhere or do anything like, unless we're like at family's house, you know what I mean? Like somewhere where I feel comfortable already and like, I'm not like self-conscious about like trying to get her latched and like trying to like do all this stuff. Like I have somewhere I can just feed her without having a cover on kind of thing and but that the sense of like not being able to have an idea of like okay this is when this is gonna this is when she's gonna nap this is when she'll eat this is when whatever like that was something I was not prepared for um, and I yeah so that was definitely one of the bigger struggles for for me um, and then as I had said before breastfeeding um, was it's been so much better you know what I mean and and I feel like everyone who I was talking to like in the beginning, because of course those first couple of um, weeks with breastfeeding, especially when you're at your first are so hard. Like they, you're in pain and you're trying to figure this out and you don't have like enough time, like between feedings for your body to heal. You know what I mean? So you're just like having to feed while you're still in pain. And you're like, you know, it's just very uncomfortable. Not to mention like the like the contractions that you're feeling those first few days while you're breastfeeding and just like it's just overall very uncomfortable and um so I felt like uh yeah so that part of my breastfeeding journey of course like people were like it gets better it gets better and it does <laughs> it really does and um you know if breastfeeding hurts then there's something wrong kind of thing um and We uh what's the same? So yeah, um her eating habits though were uh quite inefficient. (laughs) Um which I mean for for newborns sometimes that happens, I guess like um she I'd be feeding her for like upwards of an hour. You know what I mean? Trying to just get a full feed and she's falling asleep and she's you know, whatever, um, which was, you know, just felt so time consuming, but we had help from a lactation consultant, um, who is a part of the group of midwives who I delivered with. Um, and so, uh, we had gone to her a couple of weeks after she was born. Um, so she had had her pediatrician, a couple of appointments, she had her initial like PEED appointment and then, um, had a weight check a couple of days later. And then the following week, um, we had an appointment in person with the lactation consultant, um, cause I was, you know, cleared for COVID and stuff like that. And, um, so she had only gained like three ounces in that week. So from her weight check at the pediatrician to that visit with the lactation consultant, she had only gained three ounces. And so the lactation consultant was like concerned about that. And, um, I felt like, um, so obviously that's like, okay, like she's not gaining enough weight, like, you know, kind of feeling like anxious about that. And like that following week, um, I was like, so stressed out about like, is she, eating enough is she you know am I producing enough for her or is this whatever but um you know so I was like on my mind a lot and like having to like wake her up or try to fight to keep her awake um Mm -hmm. and her just kind of like I'm like doing everything I can to like wake her up and she's just like sleeping, like sleeping through it. And I'm just like, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm doing absolutely everything to try and get you awake and you are just not having it. Um, but I would really like to feed you. And, but anyway, so the next week, um, we had gone back and she had gained eight ounces from the week prior. And so I feel like, um, so she's been kind of a, she's been a slower grower, um, you know, but I'm from a big family of small people. Um, like, <laughs> My so I'm five two. My parents are both five three. Um, yeah, my dad's side of the family, like my aunts, I tower over my aunts. Like you know what I mean. It's like we're just small people, and so I guess like you know finding that balance within myself of like, okay, I want to like, I don't want to ignore the advice from medical professionals, but I also want to be at peace with like how my baby is supposed to be um and you know my instincts as mom and so I feel like that like week right there of like kind of stressing out a bit more about like how much she was eating and things like that like is she gaining enough weight and I'm so thankful that I don't have like a home baby scale because I would just be so like fixated about that like how much did she eat how much did she gain how much did she whatever um but I feel like like finding that balance between like, um, listening to their advice and just following your own instincts and just knowing that like, Hey, your babies, you know, like their growth is not going to be linear. Um, it's just like so many other things in life. Like, um, you know, they'll grow a little more at one point and then grow a little less at other points. That's just normal that there's ebbs and flows. And so I felt like um, having to kind of come to peace with that and like knowing that, okay, you know what, I need to like, just trust, trust that, you know, she is growing and not be and growing at at a rate that um, is, you know, healthy and appropriate and that my body is sufficient to provide that for her and you know what she's been doing great and so I feel like I don't know that that is a little bit of a struggle or has been um as far as just listening to yeah listening to their advice but also following my own instinct so that has been a definite big part of my postpartum journey that I wasn't expecting um but I think that uh you know I've learned a lot through it yeah, I definitely think breastfeeding is such a
0: challenge, you know, because you are yeah. told like, oh, they need to take in this much or this much in the hospital is so quick to like, suggest mm-hmm. supplementing and, um, you mm-hmm. know, the weight loss in the beginning in the first few days, which is totally normal. Um, you mm-hmm. can be, be made to feel like that's not normal. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it definitely can be really, really hard. But um you know i always tell everybody it's the biggest learning curve you've never breastfed your baby's never breastfed and to exactly. just grace to stick with it for those first few weeks and normally it gets
1: much easier honestly mm-hmm. it does it does it's like it feels like cuz you know obviously like the days are long um and you know those but those first couple of weeks like sometimes feel like torture um yeah. breastfeeding but it it really does get so much better and it's such a special like bonding experience that you get to have with your baby um, you know I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do it because I know you know some women can't and some women simply don't want to and that's right. okay and there's yeah. there's other ways you can you can still bond with your baby but I'm like oh man I'm so thankful that I get to do this yeah um, and mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a big part of like yes it's exhausting but I think a part of like how um, you know you're if you want to meet a goal of like, Hey, a year of breastfeeding or whatever it might be, um, you know, having support is number one. You know what I mean? I don't know if we didn't have uh, that lactation consultant. I don't know how, um, you know, how long we would be able to do it. I would hope we would be able to just for the whole time. Um, but uh, it really takes a village to, um, you know, to grow into being a parent and, and learning these things about your baby and, and taking care of them and doing what's best for your family unit. And, um, yeah, so I'm just very thankful for that, that, um, even though it's been, it hasn't been an easy, um, journey breastfeeding, it's, it's been very special and I'm very thankful that I'm, that I get to do it. So.
0: That's awesome. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for sharing your story. One last thing, if you had to give us your kind of one top piece of advice for um, new moms or even, you know, second time moms, whatever it may be,
1: what would that be? Definitely uh, educating yourself, um, regardless of what your preferences are. Um, You know, maybe, you know, I think Personally, I'm like, everyone should try to birth unmedicated because it is so empowering. Like, you know, it's, it's the best in my opinion, but, but that doesn't mean if you prefer it otherwise, like that you're wrong or that that's less than, um, and so whatever your preferences are, um, you know, learn as much as you can about them and how you're able, how you will be able to achieve that. Um, but also just educating yourself in a well-rounded way. Um, and so exposing yourself to, um, other possibilities and just informing yourself of, you know, how you can, um, still kind of remain in, in, uh, the driver's seat, I guess you could say. So do what you can, um, to walk away from your experience, uh, with a positive, um, in a positive light. Um, and I think educating yourself and informing yourself is key to that. Um, of course there's no sense of full control when it comes to giving birth, but even if things don't work out in the way that you had envisioned them, that doesn't mean that, um, you shouldn't, you know, educate yourself and go into it with, with preferences yeah what things and things you're afraid of I guess you could say um to like learn about those things so that you can you know go into it unafraid um or at least more knowledgeable about those things that um you don't feel blindsided so yeah I know that was a little over the place but yes that is that is my advice that's my advice that's awesome I I totally agree
0: (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't agree more. That was great. Thank you so much yeah. for um, taking your time you. and sharing
1: your story. Of course. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at CLT. Check out our website, whatthebumpclt.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on, and tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.